Hello and welcome to Season Saviors Week 3. I'm Ian Whitfield. I'm doing great, Ian. It was a fantastic Week 3. Yeah, it was. I was we got Ryan Fitzpatrick leading the MVP race. We got Patrick Mahomes with 10 touchdowns throughout two weeks. So we have a lot going on and a lot to talk about this week. Let's jump right into it. Shane, do you want to talk about this week's uh, uh, teacher-student fantasy league? I would indeed, Ian. Uh, let's just go ahead and start it off with my game versus a uh, teacher, student-teacher matchup right here. I, I beat uh, Team DeMont 137 to uh, 119, He's, and he drops to 0-2. I was carried by Kurt Cousins and Todd Gurley. He uh, Really bad performances from David Johnson and New England's defense. Uh, team Schwartz versus Team Varun. Team Schwartz uh, beat him 143 to 124. Top performance for Mr. Schwartz's team is uh, Matt Stafford, good comeback week, and Christian McCaffrey. Some bad performances for Varun's team, Larry Fitzgerald, and of course the Stidham from last week, Joe Mixon. Uh, Ian, your team, 152 points, smoking Michael Godak's team, uh, which put up 84 points. What can I say? I mean, it's it's a quality team, right? I mean, yeah, carried by Stefan Diggs and a big performance from Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, bad performances from Mike, uh, Derek Henry, Tyler Eifert, Randall Cobb. I'm pretty sure there's more guys to name when you only put up 84 points, but, I mean, we don't have enough time for that. Uh, team Delisi beating Chaz's team, who also drops to 0-2. Uh, her top performances for were from uh, Chris Thompson and Juju Smith-Schuster. And bad performances for Chaz's team were Adrian Peterson and Odell Beckham Jr. And our largest score of the week from Team Eifler, 170.1 points. Uh, top performances from, of course, Patrick Mahomes, who put up six touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, who also put up three touchdowns. And then he beat Team Korn, whose really only bad performance was from Lamar Miller, and he put up 120 points, which is unfortunate that he played Eifler this week. Uh, the student-teacher record now says at 2-2 two because two, the teachers went 2-1 and one this week. If it wasn't for DeMont being 0-2, the students would be in a bad situation right now, but thank goodness we put him in this league. Uh, Ian and Eifler leading their divisions. Um, next week's matchup, we got me versus Ian. That's a big uh, podcast matchup. And uh, Delisi versus Godek, that's one student-teacher matchup. Varun versus DeMont, that's another. And Korn versus Donaldson. This is three student-teacher matchups next week, and Eifler and Schwartz, which is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, so let's move on to the Stardom Sidhams. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that turns out with the three teacher-student matchups. And, yeah, let's jump right into the Stardom Sidhams. For starter this week, Jimmy Garoppolo for, uh, for the 49ers quarterback. Two games against – there have been two games played against the Chiefs so far this season, and their passing defense has already allowed 860 passing yards, which is – the most in the NFL by 107 yards for the next closest uh, team. Phillip Rivers in week one put up 23, and Ben Roethlisberger put up 39 in week two. Jimmy G should be able to have a field day against this Chiefs defense, especially in a game where the Chiefs offense is going to rack up points. So the uh, 49ers are going to have to try to keep pace with them. So you know it's going to be a lot of passing from Jimmy G. I could He could easily go over 25 points and into the 30s. I, I think he's a must-start this week, and... Any until the Chiefs defense shows they can stop the passing game, there he's a must start um, across the board. Anyone that plays the Chiefs passing defense. Yeah, for uh, for my first starter, I have uh, Jordan Howard versus the Cardinals. I mean, Adrian Peterson week one putting up big numbers against that defense, and then week two you get Todd Gurley who I think put up what three touchdowns against them. I like the running back position against this Cardinals team. Their offense does not move the ball. That the Cardinals offense does not move the ball down the field. They. Uh, 
which gives a great opportunity for a running back to punch it in in a short field. And uh, I like Jordan Howard this week. Yeah, secondly, I like Ben Roethlisberger, my second quarterback that's a must-start this week. Coming off a 40-point, nearly a 40-point game last week against what we were talking about, that dreaded Chiefs defense, he now goes and plays the second-worst passing defense in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, I mean, he's now playing the worst and now the second-worst passing defense in the NFL. Now they had to go play a defense that hasn't intercepted a quarterback all season, and they've been hit by injuries all over their secondary. Dairy, and they're not even like a secondary that's a standout like defense. But coming into the season, they were ranked as one of the lowest, if not the worst, passing defense in the NFL, and now they're hit by injuries. I think Ben Roethlisberger and all his weapons on the wing, like Antonio Brown, Miss Schuster, and Jesse James, I think Ben Roethlisberger is just an elite play this week and will be able to rack up the yards and could even have a more productive day than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it's interesting that you have Ben Roethlisberger as your second guy because I have his uh, opposition, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know this is kind of obvious, which is weird to say in week three, but the Steelers' defense gave up six touchdowns to basically a rookie quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has been able to show that he can he can throw the long ball. I mean, he's even getting really he's really getting confident in himself and this team. Uh, I believe that he's taken James Winston's position as of right now, and. He's either number one or number two for that MVP race. It's been it's been fun to watch, and I'd really like him against the Steelers. His defense looks very bad. If I if you told me uh, two weeks ago that Ben Roethlisberger or um, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be leading the MVP race, I would have laughed at you. But we're living in that world right now. Um, my last start for the week is Kenyon Drake, the running back for the Miami Dolphins. Drake has managed to be their number one running back in Miami, despite. Um, Frank Gore being brought in, who's now the NFL's fourth all-time leading rusher. But they play a Raiders rush defense that has allowed the most yards per carry in the league, 5.7, and the most and the second most rushing yards at 3.8. I mean, now that they got Khalil Mack out of the way, now John Gruden's coming in being saying, hey, we need a new uh, pass rusher, and they don't have one. <laughs> and they've been able to show that through their about a yards per carry. I think Drake and Gore should have very productive days against a very, very poor rush defense. But I think Drake, obviously being the featured back, is going to have more looks, more touches. I think he could even he's going to have a lot of receptions out of the backfield too. And I think Drake is going to have a much bigger day than Gore and will be able to put up nearly 20 fantasy points this week. Yeah. Uh, continuing with that Bucks steelers game, I have Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, you already had Ben Roethlisberger, but I just like the matchup in this game. Bucks and Steelers have both played shootouts the whole season so far, and I, I'd like that to continue. Uh, I just believe both defenses are pretty weak, and uh, Juju capitalized in that on that bad Chiefs secondary, and he, I believe he can do it again. I mean, he had like 10 catches, 100-something yards, uh, touchdown. I like Juju Smith-Schuster this week again. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, he's a great pick, especially just on that against the Chiefs defense. Um. My, we are first. We're going into sits now. My first um, do not start for the week is Philip Rivers, quarterback for San Diego Chargers. They play the Rams this week, and the Rams defense is nothing to mess with anymore. And they they're the only team in the league yet to allow a passing touchdown and already have four interceptions, which is top five in the league. No quarterback. They have. They've only given up 13 points all season to opposing teams and just shut out the Cardinals. I cannot see the San Diego Chargers being nearly as successful and Philip Rivers in company with that being successful on offense and even though they'll probably be behind for most of the game and they're going to have to throw the ball I just 
I don't think he's going to get the, nearly the touchdown number. I think he's going to be picked off a couple times, which is going to bring down his yardage. I, I don't think Phillip Rivers is a safe play at all this week, and I think you need to pick up a quarterback off the waiver wire or start your backup immediately for this week. Yeah, for uh, I totally agree with you. For my first sit I have Kareem Hunt. This guy has not been featured in this new uh, Chiefs offense. With Alex Smith, this guy was fantastic. I mean, he did have a touchdown last week, but it wasn't even a rushing touchdown. It was a receiving touchdown. Uh Right now, this is all about passing. They're on the one-yard line. They're throwing it to Tyreek Hill. They're not running it in with Kareem Hunt. Uh, I just, I just don't see Kareem fitting well in this in this scheme right now. And uh, unless they figure it out, I don't really like him any weeks going forward because it's just not working out for him. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the Chiefs, why change what's working, right? I mean, you're having number numerous touchdowns, and Kareem Hunt is not part of it right now. I mean, I would just get the ball to Tyreek Hill as soon as possible, especially with Patrick Mahomes being on fire right now with ten touchdowns. Um, my second sit for the week is David Johnson, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Besides David Johnson, the player I hate the second most this week. I, I, I hate him so much this week. First, the Cardinals are just aren't good, and that's a given. And the Bears' rush defense has shown that they're solid. They've given up the fourth least amount of rushing yards in the league. Their defense is yet to allow a run over 15 yards. And they've over, not only the Bears' defense... They've been revived with Khalil Mack, but the Cardinals will most likely be behind for majority of the game. So they're going to want to throw the ball, and that's going to lead to David Johnson not getting nearly as many touches. He might have a few receptions here and there, but you can't just rely on that for a guy that he, he hasn't put up productive fantasy numbers this season. I, against a Bears rush defense that has done extremely well, and just a Bears defense in general, I think David Johnson is not a safe play this week. I mean, if you, can, if you have another safe option on your bench that looks like he has a better matchup, I would go ahead and play him in front of David Johnson this week just because he he there's a very good chance he does not go over double-digit fantasy points this week. Absolutely. Uh, keeping up with that running back streak we have going so far, that's two guys. Um, the third, my second guy, is another running back, Derrick Henry versus the Jaguars. I mean, Jaguars, Rams, they're like easily one and two on the defense defensive side. Derrick Henry has had no production. I mean, is Marcus Mariota going to be back at quarterback? I, I don't think so. Uh, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry has just not been that good. I mean, he's also split in time with Deion Lewis, so who has looked pretty good. Deion Lewis with all the receptions and stuff, getting a lot of yardage. Yeah, Derrick Henry can't doesn't really catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, so that makes him very useless in PPR leagues. He's just it's been he's been very disappointing so far this year, and I expect that streak to happen against probably the in my opinion the best defense in the league. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, my last sit for the week is Corey Davis, wide receiver to the Tennessee Titans. Two names, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boy. It, the Jaguars, as you were saying, we just talked about how good this Jaguars defense is. Davis is their top receiver as of right now in fantasy points, putting up double-digit points in both his uh, games so far. But now he has to go up against the two, arguably two of the best corners in the league, Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best. And now he's going to either get strapped up by Jalen Ramsey or he's going to have a very difficult matchup with A.J. Boy. The Jaguars' de- defense, are, um, or the Titans' offense, sorry, has not exceeded 21 points this year, and they haven't even played that many good defenses yet. I th- their defense or their offense just isn't that good. As you said, Mariota questionable. I, Corey Davis could easily end up with uh, like three or four points this game, especially with no rushing touchdown. And the Jaguars' defense has only given up two t- passing touchdowns all year. One of them was in garbage time to the New England Patriots, which really, I, I mean, it counts, but it doesn't really count. At the end of the game, they're up by whatever, 15 or something. They just with, like, seconds left on the clock. They're like, all right, they 
Tom Brady throws to Chris Hogan in the end zone just to add another touchdown. But they've really only given up one passing touchdown. I think that Davis will not even come close to his double-digit streak, and I think that's going to end this week. And he is a must-sit this week. Yeah, uh, I have actually three running backs on my sit list, and I'm going to finish it out with Royce Freeman versus Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is pretty solid. Um, it doesn't help that Royce Freeman actually is right now getting beat out by Philip Lindsay, who had, you know, I think a 100-yard rushing week last week and a touchdown. Royce Freeman got, a, I think, a, a one-yard line touchdown, which kind of saved his week last week, but I just don't see him doing that well. I mean, this Baltimore defense has got a good front seven. Uh, they're very, very good up front, and... I don't like Royce Freeman splitting carries with a guy. So, I mean, I, I definitely sit him this week. Yeah, that's really frustrating for me because I picked him up in so many leagues and drafted him with because he had such a good preseason. But, I mean, Philip Lindsay's just emerged as the number one back, and I think he's going to eventually take that role, which is very frustrating. So now we're on to waiver wire pickups, which I'm going to take over here. And I'm going to start with Andy Dalton, quarterback for the Bengals. Dalton has put up over 240 yards in both of his starts. And he's sitting on a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 6-1. to one. He's put up 26.5 fantasy points last week and 16.5 the week before that. Dalton is currently a top-10 fantasy quarterback and averaging north of 20 points. I don't know how you can't pick him up off the waiver wire. Even if it's just like you have like a, a um, Phillip Rivers this week or something like that or an injured quarterback like Mariota, I think Andy Dalton is the quarterback you need to replace him with. And he's only owned in 18% of leagues. He's got the potential to be a starter on your team eventually. I think he's definitely worth the waiver wire pickup. Secondly, I have Giovanni Bernard running back for the Bengals. As we mentioned earlier, Joe Mixon out for um, three to four weeks with injury. He's the, now the number one running back for Cincy. Like he's been in, within past years. Joe Mixon just recently came into the league, t- taking over. At this stage of the game, it's really hard to find a um, running back one to snatch up off the waiver wire. And if you can get Bernard, I that's a really nice pickup. He's going to have he has workhorse potential because there's not a lot of other players in that backfield that can take over. And I think he could easily go north of 15 points consistently for a few weeks here, which could really help you in the flex position or even at a running back too if you had like a Royce Freeman or something like that. He's only owned in uh, 39% of leagues. I think he's definitely worth a pickup if you can find him in your uh, league. And he could easily just boost your team over the edge this week. My last start or um, waiver wire pickup for this week is Jerem Nino Will Allison, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. I probably butchered that a little bit. But even with Aaron Jones coming back this week, who's going to steal a little more touches from Aaron Rodgers and a little bit like that because he's now their running back one. But I believe Allison will remain a strong fantasy quarterback. He currently averages 15 points per game and is on the field for no less than 70% of the team's touches. Allison has consistently been a, re- a boomer bust player throughout um, his career so far. And he has five more targets in both of his games, or he has five or more targets in both of his games so far. I mean, not to mention his quarterback's Aaron Rodgers, too. So that's also going to help him. He's emerged as a wide receiver, two kind of for this team, borderline wide receiver, three. He's only owned in 26% of leagues. I think Allison, if you needed a backup wide receiver or something, super strong option. I think he's awesome if you need to replace a wide receiver that's injured or you have one that's going to be a bus player this week i think allison is a must pick up and that's all we have for today um come back next week for season saviors week four and we will discuss our uh, teacher student league and everything else thank you